I went back to the bathhouse yesterday, which you know. I do know that. You came over afterwards looking very refreshed. Did I? Yeah. Well, thank you. But also my eyes were closing. Like throughout <laughs> our entire... Yeah, I was tie-tie, but that's mm. all right. No, I went back to the bathhouse and I've been talking about how ever since coming back from Hawaii, how I've been wanting to like hold on to the feeling of jumping in the water every day, like swimming in the ocean every single day. Mm. And I was trying to make a list of things that bring that to me. Yeah. Especially in New York City, that's difficult in the middle of winter. Your inner Slater energy. Yeah, Kelly Slater for yeah. all those that don't know my doppelganger. Yeah. And so I was like, well, one thing I can do is go to the freaking bathhouse because I love it there. Did you jump into the cold plunge pool? Yeah. I did it like six times. I did it six times. And each time I stayed in a little bit longer. And I think I worked up to like 15 to 20 seconds, which felt like a huge accomplishment. I'm loving your face, Linda. Of like This sounds horrifying. Ooh. Horrifying. But there's definitely something to like being in the water and it's very, very cold and your body, your mind is screaming like, get out of here. And your body's shutting down. Your body is, <laughs> yeah, but there's something there, to There's something about like slowly freezing to death. <laughs> Just does something to you. I just love it when people are like, I, when I get out, it's so amazing. And I'm like, yeah, you know what would have also been awesome? Just never getting in. It feels so good. But it's different. Like the getting out is not a feeling. The feeling of your body once you get out is not a feeling that you have unless you get in. It's relief. Well, it's not only just relief. It's that you're literally your heart rate is slowing down. Uh-huh. Your body gets tingly. You're laughing, but this is yeah, a real thing. You know why? Because that's how I feel after a panic attack. <laughs> I don't need a pool. No, but during I'm a just... panic attack, your heart rate does not slow down. Your heart. I'm sure that your heart rate speeds up. Oh, I thought you meant like when you get out. That's no, when your heart rate when slows down. In, oh. When you're in. When you're in. Right, right, right. Because your body enough. thinks it's dying. I don't know that that's what it is. It's conserving energy. Anyway, there's a bunch of science on this and I can tell by no, personal is, experience that it is, there's something to it. Like it's such a thing now. There are so many people that are doing the cold plunges and yeah. I was like, let me do it. And there's something about doing a thing that's really uncomfortable and realizing that it's a choice to stay. Mm. Like I can choose to stay in this. I think that there's a lesson there that kind of bleeds into the rest of your life of like, what can I learn to stick with, even though it's uncomfortable? It's a very powerful mindset. Yeah, yeah. it is. It was interesting because there were people that would like stick a toe in and be like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then there were people that were in there for like four minutes. Mm. And... I don't know, the competitive part of me is like, well, I want to stay in for that long. But like more for me, because I also am like, ah, how much of my own bullshit do I put up with? Like this is a tangible way for me to be like, I know that this is mind over matter and my mind is telling me that I can't do it. But like, I can. I don't know, with this stuff, like seeing so many people doing it on social media, I feel like it's such a big trend right now. Mm. I first heard about it from Wim Hof. Yeah. Who's Dutch. So mm -hmm. I, you know, my soul brother. But I just think like there's, my life has been so hard 
in itself. I'm like, I've had plenty of like having moments where I create that mindset for myself of like, I could go through this and it might be harder, but like the reward on the other side will be bigger. Mm-hmm. I don't need to get in a cold pool. I don't know. Cause that's painful for me. It's not even uncomfortable. It's painful. And that's okay too. Yeah. You know, you don't have. I also don't have access a to a cold pool. So it's not <laughs> even really a choice I have to make. Yeah. But it's just like seeing it so much on social media. I feel like everyone's doing it right now. So I feel like there can be a pressure of like, oh, I need to do that too. Mm. When we went to the thing, I was like, I tried it. And I was like, I really didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. And that's okay. That is okay. And you wanting to do it is also okay. I'm not trying to negate your experience. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. I think for me, trends are hard. Like what you're talking about, trends can be really tough because it's like, well, what merit does this have? But it's been around for a long ass time. This idea of like hydrotherapy and the idea of using cold as a resource for your body and just ancient bathhouses like it's been a thing so for me like it's trend it is trending right now but more for me it's the this is an ancient thing that has been used over and over that that's more of a pull for me i think even with trends like so few things are truly new mm-hmm. things just come back around and i think it's always like you just take what works for you and you leave what doesn't you don't have to do all of the things And like for me, I choose to not pick this up. And for you, this is something that feels really powerful for you. Mm -hmm. So you choose to pick it up. Yeah. There's no right and wrong. And I'm sure if I chose to do it, I could get some really incredible benefits from it. But I don't know. I don't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay. I'm like, this one I'll leave on the, this one I'll leave at the spa. (laughs) I'll leave it there. Well, on that note, welcome everybody. To Wouldn't We Like to Know with Ariel and Linda, the podcast where we get honest, deep, and curious about life's big conversations. Because we don't have to do it alone. Mm-mm. And on the subject of choosing what's best for ourselves, mm. today we're going to talk about cultivating joy yeah. and how can we actively create and cultivate joy in our lives. We thought that this would be a really nice counterpart to our last episode together episode eight which was on seasonal depression because especially during depressive periods it can be really hard to find joy in our lives yeah i like to think of that phrase stay ready so you don't have to get ready so like bringing awareness to the things that bring you joy when you are joyful can really help you to find it when you're not feeling joyful Mm. And that's something that has been a game changer for me is trying to do my future self a favor. Mm. Having a toolbox ready for yourself so you don't have to create a toolbox when you're in a more difficult situation. Yep. We also just want to clarify that we don't believe in any emotional bypass stuff here. All of this is, you know, encouraging you to feel all of your feelings when you're feeling them. But today we're just focusing on joy because it's a feeling that we all deserve to feel. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. In the midst of the pandemic, I was looking for a way to spice up my meals and my life, let's be honest, enter Sunbasket. 
Sunbasket is a healthy, organic meal delivery service with options for any lifestyle. From dairy-free, like me, to vegan, to paleo, to I'm adventurous and I'll eat anything. Or maybe you have a sensitive little gut like me, which I found out about earlier this year was the result of a years-long battle with SIBO. So I love that you can see exactly which ingredients will be included in your meals and that they don't use a ton of processed ingredients like other meal kits do. So you can trust that the food you're getting is actually good for your gut. Lately, I've gone wild for their Burmese chickpea and tomato soup with lemongrass. I haven't had Burmese food since I lived in San Francisco. Yum. It really helps you to try new recipes that you'd probably never think of making yourself. Plus, all the ingredients are perfectly portioned out and the cooking instructions are super simple, ready in 20 to 30 minutes. Their meals start at $9.99 a serving. In addition to the meal kits that come with easy recipes, you can also choose from their fresh and ready meals that are already prepared and ready to be reheated in minutes. You can skip a week or cancel your membership at any time. Super flexible. Sign up using the link in our Instagram bio or in our show notes and get up to $90 off your first four deliveries. Also, for bonus points, send us pics of your mad sunbasket culinary skills we want to see. And now back to the episode. Today we're talking about creating and cultivating joy in our lives. We got the joy, 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 joy deep in my heart, Ooh. deep in my heart, hey, deep in my heart, I got the joy, joy, what is joy, this? joy, Christian song. Oh, I don't know it. No. That makes sense. Do you like it? It looked like you were having a lot of fun with it <laughs> and <laughs> that has value too. <laughs> Do you like it more or less than Taylor Swift? Uh, tell me the real answer tell me the real answer i think i like taylor swift more but i don't ever listen to her okay well next time i'll sing you taylor swift to okay. bring you joy well there, okay well that maybe that's something that brings you joy i know that it's something that brings you joy um linda yeah can you talk to me about some of the ways that you cultivate joy in your own life no well everyone <laughs> this has been wouldn't we like to know <laughs> yeah i'll talk about it well one of the things is taylor swift no not not really but i mean also yes um one of the ways that i've been thinking about cultivating joy in my life recently has been to not put so much pressure on the things that bring me joy because i have a tendency when i really enjoy something to maximize it put a lot of pressure on it and then it becomes less enjoyable. Mm. So one of the things that that happened with for me was acting. I try to turn every single one of my hobbies into a career. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a pattern for me. And so with acting, it became the thing that everything was riding on. Mm -hmm. Right. It was like, I have to pay, I'm going to have to pay my bills with this. If I don't succeed at this, I'll have to be a waiter forever. And I don't want to, I personally don't want to do that. And like, it's so much pressure for the thing that brings you joy because it takes the joy out of it. It's like, I think anytime that a hobby or a thing that brings you joy becomes a career, people kind of deal with that mm. of like, okay, well now it's not just fun anymore. Now it like has real weight to it. And I kind of started doing that with this podcast too of like, okay, this podcast is now something that I'm really focused on. I'm going to work really hard on it. It's going to bring me other opportunities in my life. And like, what does that mean? X, Y, Z. And it took the joy out of it. 
So it's like I have this toolbox of things that bring me joy, but often they can start to not feel joyful anymore if I don't just let them be. That for me is like a mindset change. It's not even like tangible. It's Mm. just in my brain of being like, no, just enjoy the journey of the joy. Because like a lot of the things that bring me joy are activities. I like doing things. Yeah. All of that reminds me of the conversation that we were having with Joelle about following the curiosity and allowing for the fact that it might be seasonal. It's okay if I pick this thing up for as long as it brings me joy. And then when it stops doing that, I can put it back down. Yeah. But I think that there is such a huge pressure in our society. And even I would say in like this up-leveled idea in social media and culture right now of like living your best life and creating a career around things that light you up. Like that sounds amazing. And I'm not trying to negate that idea in any way, but I also think that it does put a lot of pressure on, let me attach myself to this thing that I know brings me joy and let me try to monetize it because Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be every single thing that brings you joy. That can just be a thing on the side. Yeah. I heard someone, I was walking on the street, I heard someone say the other day um, that they really liked doing something and somebody else was like, oh, you should monetize it. How are you monetizing it? It's like, I think that there's so much focus on monetizing the things that you love. And like, there's real value behind that of like, find the thing that you're passionate about and do that as your job. That's wonderful. But I think when the things that you love become the end all be all for like all of the other things in your life, that it just loses it's joy. It loses the lightness. It loses the, it becomes heavy yeah. and like weighty. For sure. And you have to have a balance of both things, like things that you just do for joy and things that you enjoy and do for money. And I think the thing with a quote unquote career, like this thing that is bringing money to you, there are times where it's going to be hard. Like even if it is something that you really enjoy. Yeah. And I think that it needs to be this is worth it being difficult. This is worth the hard part. But that doesn't have to pertain to every single thing in your life. Like some things can just be pure joy and no hard stuff, you know? I'm also such a perfectionist when I put so much weight into something that I love. I feel like I have to start mastering it versus just enjoying the process of it. And I think that's like goes back to what we were talking about with Joel is just like enjoying the process instead of looking only at the end point. And just enjoying being in it versus always having to go somewhere. Like I'm such a doer and like an achiever. It becomes less about the enjoyment of being in it and more about where I'm going with it. Mm, Yeah, the end goal of it all. Or like, I'm going to be the best at this thing. Yeah. Like maybe it's not about being the best. Maybe it's just about like doing it. And that means there's no room. There's no room for other things. You know, it becomes like so focused on that one thing and then that removes the ability to like explore different areas like we talked about with joelle Mm -hmm. and i think also there comes like some safety with just doing things for the joy of doing them of not having to feel like i'm perfect and that's really freeing and that brings me joy Mm. like being able to just be playful like the dance class that i went to like i didn't have to have all of the perfect moves i could just move my body if i had felt in that moment like I had to do everything perfectly, it would have felt like so much pressure and so anxiety inducing that I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it at all. But Mm -hmm. take away the pressure of having to be perfect and I could just exist. It's a very pure thing. Yeah. 
And then I feel like also it activates my imagination and my curiosity. And like inherently when I do things just for the joy of them, I find myself finding inspiration in different things and wanting to dig into it. I find myself not procrastinating on things. Like sometimes I'll start procrastinating on things that used to bring me joy because I know I've now put pressure on it. And maybe actually that's like a warning sign for myself of like, I'm putting too much weight on this. If the thing that I used to love, I'm now procrastinating. Mm. Like if I took some of that weight off, would I now want to do it? Or do I just actually not want to do it anymore? Is this something that I've moved on from and I can pick something else now? Mm. You know? Yeah, that's a good question. Because like with acting for for a while there, I was like, okay, I don't want to go on Actors Access and submit myself for things because I feel like then I'll have to do it. And then like, what if I don't like it? Like, what if I don't like the script? Okay, well, then you don't have to audition for it. Just because you put your name in the hat doesn't mean that you all of a sudden now have to do this thing. I took that out and I was like, well, I can just only submit for things that I really want to do. Or I only have to take the auditions for the things that I really want to do. And then all of a sudden I started watching all of these YouTube videos of like actors on actors and directors on directors and like people talking about their process. And I started uh, searching for podcasts about acting. And this is like one very specific example out of all of the things in my life that bring me joy. But I think it's very tangible for me because it's recent. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But like the act of like finding inspiration and like allowing myself to feel lit up by a thing feels really exciting and filling and wonderful. And like, even today I went and saw a movie and I did it just because I wanted to. And I was like, I'd heard about this movie when I was feeling really inspired and like listening to lots of different interviews. The movie was After Sun, by the way, with mm-hmm. Paul Mescal. We talked about it before we started recording. Um, and it was so such an incredible movie. And I, I wouldn't have thought to go and watch it unless I had like allowed myself to enjoy the process of my joy. And like go and get inspired in these things. Yeah, like follow the thread of it. Follow the thread, yeah. My therapist tells me a lot to like listen to the process, follow the process and Mm. not focus so much on the end. Yeah, my therapist says something similar. She (laughs) says, stay present. What's going on right now in the moment? Yeah, definitely a thing. What about you? How do you cultivate joy in your life? So this is so funny because like as I'm listening to us chat about it, I'm imagining my boyfriend hearing this conversation. Hi, Jeff. (laughs) And him being like, you two are both type A, like figuring out a formula to find the joy. And I, I like hear him saying that on one side. But I also think that for people like us, it can be hard to give ourselves the permission to give over to that completely. So it's funny. But the first thing that I have written down is make finding joy an intention. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe for some people, they don't have to make an intention. They don't have to say it out loud. They don't have to like structure things in order to find it. But I think that there's like a freedom in structure, Mm -hmm. at least for me. And so the structure that I'm talking about right now is creating a goal of looking for joy, finding joy. So for me, simply bringing awareness to that idea can make it much easier to find. 
So like the same idea that we were talking about from our New Year's resolution episode with like having a word of the year is that like if you look for it, you can find it. Like you're going to be much more open to, okay, I've said that I'm looking for joy and like, oh, that's that feeling that I'm feeling right now. That's so interesting. Okay, what am I doing right now? What is this thing? And chances are like maybe I haven't even thought about the fact that this thing that I'm doing brings me joy. But now that my antenna is up, I'm like, oh, this is that. Mm-hmm. I've been like taking this for granted or haven't really noticed. Yeah. And I think creating a container for finding joy too is really powerful because if you're type A like us, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but for me, even I think about today, I had like a whole to-do list of things I had to do or I decided I needed to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they weren't even that urgent. And instead I went and did something that really brought me joy Mm-hmm. And I created the container for that. And I could have just listened to all of the other things on my to-do list. And I love what you're saying around like making it a goal mm-hmm. of like one of the things that could have been on my to-do list was like to go and see this movie, like creating a container for that mm-hmm. to go and do that. Yeah. That's really, really cool. I love that. And Going off of that, I think that it's also a choice to look for joy. It's a choice to look for anything in your life. And there have been moments in my life where I've been very unhappy or very depressed. And I had to stop and look around and realize that that wasn't going to change unless I changed it. No one's going to come to save me. This is something that I feel like we've talked about a few times on this podcast. But the idea that like, true. the idea that if I don't change this thing chances are nobody's going to come and change it for me. Mm. So to make it an active thing of I'm looking for joy, I think is um, a thing that's really helped me. Another big thing is paying attention to the voice in my head that says things to me because I'm crazy. The pings. (laughs) The pings. The pings. But paying attention to the intuition, the things that pop up in the middle of the day that are like, oh, that'd be really fun to take a road trip from Southern California all the way up to Vancouver. And like, if I hear that, if I get that sense, there are times where I'll just be like, oh, shut up. Like, we're not doing that right now. Like, I'm working on this other thing. But the minute that I actually am like, oh, I heard that. I heard that I want to take a road trip. And you know what? I kind of do. Like, that's that would be something really cool. For me, the more that I listen to that voice, the louder that it gets Mm -hmm. and the easier that it is to follow. And with those things, chances are I'm not going to jump in my car and uh, drive across the country and do this road trip tomorrow or right now. A big thing for me is to write them down when I am aware of them. Writing it down. So I have a list in my notes app. I have a list that says things that feel good and then a list of things that I want to do in the future. So like the road trip is one of them. Because again, it can be really hard to see outside of myself when I'm depressed and in a low, low place. And so to create a list from like past me to future me is really helpful. And that really requires like the last thing you talked about too and like prioritizing that. Yeah. Because if you don't create space for it, you can write it down all day long. But if you don't actually make space to do it, then you won't get to the future you. Yeah. Like you won't keep taking steps on that path. Mm -hmm. I love them in conjunction. And I also just love the idea of like writing it down because then you're also creating a toolbox for yourself of like if you do have some extra space or you create some extra space, you can go back to the list and reference it 
and like pick whatever is going to bring you the most joy at that point. Yeah. The things on the list range from really, really small, like what we were talking about with the seasonal depression episode, to really big, like a road trip or like going to another country. But allowing myself to have the awareness around it and to listen to the voice inside of me that's saying I want to do it is really important to me. And that little voice inside of your head is so powerful. It's partly your intuition, I think. It's telling you exactly what you need all the time. And I think the most magical things that can't even be explained happen when we listen to that voice and we follow our joy from listening to that voice. Yeah. A big thing for me has been releasing shame or judgment that I have around the things that come up, around the things that bring me joy, as long as it doesn't hurt other people, of course. Yeah. That idea that my list doesn't have to look like anybody else's list. Something that brings somebody else joy may not bring me joy and having the self-awareness of that. And so I think that even us talking about the little voice in our head that's talking, there are times that I realize like when I'm on social media, there's a voice in my head that's looking at this person on a vacation to this place. And I'm like, I want to do that. I want to go to that place. But that voice to me at times can be not my highest self. It can more come from comparison. Mm. It can more come from, I see that this person is happy. So maybe that will make me happy. Mm, Totally. But that's not always true. Yeah. And so I think being able to discern the two things of like, is this coming from me or is this coming from what I think I should want Mm. is really important. Everyone's been knitting sweaters on (laughs) social media lately, and I feel like I really need something to do with my hands. Like, I love calligraphy, Mm -hmm. and I did that for a while, and (laughs) it goes to what you're saying because recently, literally earlier today, I was like, maybe I'll take up crocheting. Everyone's doing that. I've never on my own ever had a ping to crochet, Uh but I'm like, everyone else is doing that. Maybe that'll make me feel really soothed, and Mm -hmm. you know what? It could. It could. I could try it. But it's, it is it is very much of that, like, everyone else is doing it. Maybe if I do it, that'll make me really happy. Yeah. And I think that there's not, there isn't really a downside to trying it. But I think the more that you're like, oh, that's not actually what I want. That's what I think that I want because I see that this person is doing it. The clearer that our voice actually gets. At least that's been my experience. And part of that for sure has been taking breaks from social media and just not having that other variable, that other input, Mm. and being able to hear myself more clearly. Mm. When something is coming up for me that is not related to social media, I would say, and I judge it as being like negative, as being like nerdy or uncool, or like if I do that, then I'm a basic bitch, or like this would be really embarrassing. (laughs) All of those words come from external validation come from what I think that other people are going to think about me if I do that thing that my body is telling me that would bring me joy and that's not how I'm going to choose to move forward Mm. because joy is also so individual it's not based on what other people are doing it's so individual speaking of it being individual what are some of the things that bring you joy what are some of the examples what are some of the things that you judge as nerdy or not cool i want to know those things yeah because those are like the fun juicy things i think yes last january last january like a year ago i started reading all of these graphic novels 
And they were about all sorts of different things, mostly That's female so cool. writers or um, queer writers, writers of color. Like I, for whatever reason, when I was younger, I used to read Archie comics. I used to read <gasps> Betty and Veronica. Me too, me too. Yes. Oh my gosh. Look at us. <laughs> that really makes my heart so happy. Yes. I, Wait, wh- I, I just ha- want to ask, where did you get them? From the grocery store? Yeah, from the checkout line at the grocery store, That's where right? you got them, right? Yeah. Like that was the only place to get them. I don't know. I, that's why I wanted to know. That's where I got them. That's like how I learned English, was reading the Archie comics. Oh, my God. That and watching the Princess Diaries. Well, there you go. On repeat. There you go. <laughs> this explains a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's something that I liked as a kid. And it, there's something to, like, seeing the pictures in front and like following the story and it's similar to reading but it's also visual so it's people don't if you haven't read a comic book or a graphic novel i encourage you to give it a try because it is a different thing mm, it's I'm, a different whole different medium and also i want to say like i don't really need to get into why do i like reading graphic novels who cares mm, but it doesn't matter that, it's something that brings you joy it's something that brings me joy but i don't need to go into why i don't know why no but, but i love um, that that does because it also used to bring me joy. Yeah. I haven't read a graphic novel in 20 years. I don't know, but... I read so many at the beginning of last year. I read like 20. Wow. I have... My favorite graphic novelist is named Lucy Neasley. I think I'm saying that correctly. And she she has a, one called French Milk. It's all memoir. I just... I loved it. But there's something about like, oh, comic books and like graphic novels as an adult that to me feels like nerdy and embarrassing. But I'm also like... Mm, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. What about you? What's coming up for you? Well, I mean, I've talked about this already a bit, but movies and TV shows, I love watching actors. Mm. It brings me so much joy. I love stories. I love stories that really like hit deeply and resonate. Mm-hmm. And I think I used to see watching like lots of film and TV as lazy and it's like if I just sit in front of the tv I'm not being productive but it's something that I truly I don't I don't want to veg out I just want to watch like I love going to a movie theater and not doing anything but watching the actors and watching the story Mm -hmm. and just absolutely getting lost in it like I love things that really put me in a state of flow and in a weird way I don't know if this is applicable but like I get lost in a movie it feels like I'm in flow yeah. And I just love that. And I love like the meaning behind stories and the way that they can really affect the way that you think and the way that you feel and the way that you see the world. Like they can change your perspective and they open up this like beautiful pool of empathy within you because you're seeing someone else's life reflected back at you in a way that you wouldn't be able to experience just by hearing them talk about it. You know, you're actually watching it happen in front of you. Yeah. And that's like how I felt about After Sun. Like I felt like a lot of my own experience was being reflected back at me. I'm not a writer per se. I don't know if I could have written that in a way that like their story and their way of telling the story and this director and these actors' way of telling the story was so unique in a way that I could have never imagined, you know, and that was so beautiful to and so powerful to me. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, watching like art, watching film and TV. Yeah. Yeah. And theater too. There's something about knowing that this thing was born from somebody else's mind that for me, since a a very, very young age, I was always like, my life is so boring. Where I grew up, this is boring, which 
now I, I think like if you're bored, then you got to figure it out. So There's a lot so about you, not right. about the environment. Yes. But me watching movies, weird movies, like expanding my idea of what was possible in the world. It's like this was born out of another human being. That was their experience. Or like this is the way that they look at the world. Like that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And like a huge part of this podcast is talking to people about the way that they think about the world. That mm-hmm. intrigues me to no end. That's all connected. Totally. I wanted to say, I think one of the reasons I love film and TV so much is I love really deeply emotional stories. And and like you said, like I don't feel like I don't need to explain this, but I, it is part of why I find so much joy in it. Like I really love learning about relationships between people and like interpersonal dynamics and getting really deep into what's happening when people aren't expressing them. Because I think I had so many feelings growing up. Like my favorite show growing up was next to normal when I was like 16 I watched it four times in a week Mm -hmm. I went back to the theater over and over again because I was like I just can't get enough of this of like the angstiness (laughs) at the time but just like the way that actors are able to express their emotions and like you can show and portray different experiences and like different emotional lives and you can capture so much of what is unsaid too Mm -hmm. that I find that so powerful and that's one of the things I love most about film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are other things that bring you joy? I feel like I should just read this list. On my list of things that feel good, I have riding my bike, listening to good music, being in nature, reading books, time set aside to do nothing, the sound of running water. <laughs> I have so many more, but um, what about you? Do you want to share more things that bring you joy? Some things that bring me joy are the feeling when you first wake up in the morning when, um, this is not a feeling, but this is true. <laughs> this is not really a thing that I like seek out because I have it every morning, but the feeling of your sheets and like the perfect way that you're like warm under the sheets, but the air is cool outside when you first wake up in the morning. It's like a feeling that you can't replicate unless you've been laying in the sheets for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Calligraphy. Mm. I really enjoy like doing things with my hands. When I was little, one of the things that I found joy in was Tetris. <laughs> and oh, we played Tetris last night, and did. I was like, I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> and that feels like, as an adult, such a waste of time. Mm. But I really enjoyed that. Mm. Um, I also really love walking, mm-hmm. walking places and exploring places. Um, I do have a note on my computer called Current Things I Love to Do that is four months old. No, it's a year and four months old because this is in 2021 and it's 2023. Um, but on it is French practice. I love learning new things. So like practicing my French, reading Vogue. Mm. I love fashion magazines. I love learning about fashion. I have a whole Instagram where I just follow fashion people mm-hmm. and I freaking love it. Mm. It makes me so happy. Um, reading books. I really enjoy reading books, both fiction and not fiction, but mostly fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then biking and walking. Yeah. Yeah. They're good ones. They are. I like things that like make me forget where I am. Yeah. Forget time. Yeah. The flow. The flow. That's a mark of joy, baby. Being in the flow state. Time, Flowing time. with the homies. Exactly. Time just passing by. It feels like not a lot of time has passed, but then a whole lot of time has passed. Mm-hmm. 
but it's good time. You look up and I'll listen four hours have gone by. Oh, I love conversations. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Well, that's all, folks. <laughs> Well, we hope that this can inspire maybe all of you to look for what brings you joy in your day to day, because I do think it's really, really important and it is a choice. Yeah. Find it, prioritize it and lighten it up. Yeah. Well, if you liked what you heard, please subscribe. We have new episodes every single week, Mm -hmm. every Tuesday. And if you leave a review... Also, we would really love you forever. I know we say this all the time, but it really, really helps us if you would leave a review and we share our favorite review at the end of every episode. And this is also a crazy ask, but if you wouldn't mind sharing the podcast with one of your friends, yeah, that would help us get the word out too. If there's an episode that you feel like maybe a specific friend would really resonate with or that you really resonate with that you want to share about on social media or something that would mean the world to us i love that idea yeah but today we're going to share a five-star review and it says so fun to listen to from hannah flaming hi hannah what a great last name it's a good one Linda and Ariel remind me of my own girlfriends and I sitting around chatting. I'm also getting good ideas about conversations that I need to have with my friends based on what they talk about. Because, let's face it, I'm sick about talking about our kids all the time. I need to get my own identity back. So inspiring for me when I listen to these two. You matter, Hannah. Your identity matters. Hannah, I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Also, I'm sure your kids are great. They are great. But also, you matter. Yep. Everybody, please follow us on Instagram at Wouldn't We Like to Know. We share uh, little bits and bobs from the episodes. And then we also share really fun photos and stuff. Like behind the scenes things, things we talked about. You never know. All of the above. And we share our weekly check-in question based upon the episode of the week. And it's just a nice time to reflect on the week that you've had and the week that you would like to have so come join the conversation with us on ig Mm -hmm. who calls it that i don't know just me okay bye (laughs) also you can email us with your questions wouldn't we like to know at gmail.com and we'll see you next week see you next week everybody Bye. bye